Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We have to get to a good deal, like I said, for the sector, for the workers, but also for Canada. Well, I guess what a good deal is uh, for this country depends on who's putting it together, but how much is too much when it comes to business investment in this country? And what is business investment here anymore if you have to pay for it? Because if we had the right conditions, certainly in the province of Ontario, we would not have to. We never had to pay for companies to come before everyone in politics screwed it up. But uh, we know corporate welfare is uh, not just alive and well. I think it has now reached gobsmacking levels. As we start to um, learn some of the details of this renegotiated Stellantis deal that could come with a price tag of uh, anywhere between 13 and $19 billion, I've heard reported. And that uh, would then be you know, the same as what Volkswagen got, which is nuts. And again, this deal fell apart almost because the uh, federal government didn't sign it. And then uh, Stellantis came back to them and said, oh, we want more. So I assume this deal won't fall apart either. But here we are. And this is, I guess, the new climate. And they'll say, look, we have to do this if we want to compete with Joe Biden and his Inflation Reduction Act. And if we want to get into the green energy electric car market. So let me bring in Aaron Woodrick to this conversation because uh, you are uh, sorry, you've got some. Um, you're with the domestic policy program over at McDonald Laurier Institute, but you've also got a really long background in doing tax issues. And so when you saw this, and I think a bunch of us were like, what, what is going on? It, it, the amount is staggering. Yeah, you're kind of, we're kind of running out of words to describe it, Alex, in terms of how, how superlative it is. I mean, this is just a massive amount of money. And, you know, people like myself have been warning about this sort of thing for years is that, you know, you, when you do these sorts of things, you only invite more of it. Right. It's not as if you just you, you pay it out once. Other companies watch this. Other industries watch this. And Stellantis is a mm -hmm. perfect example of what happens. I don't think anyone in the Ford or Trudeau governments, when they were cooking up this deal with Volkswagen, stopped to think for one second about what it would mean for their deal with Stellantis. Because Stellantis, I mean, to, to, to be fair, they just want a level playing field, right? They're saying, hey, we made a deal with you, and then you went and made this way more generous deal with our competitors. We want the same deal. So you can call them greedy, you can call it unreasonable, but it was the government making these offers in the first place. And this is just not a normal way to do business. In, in a normal business environment, business is set up, shop, and try and make money. Now in Ontario, it's all about going to Queen's Park or Ottawa and seeing how much money you can get from them first before you even set up shop. I just think it's a terrible precedent and it's not going to end here. Yeah, and given it, the Trudeau government hadn't signed the deal, maybe it wasn't such a good idea for, um, you know, Mr. Champagne. I mean, I know they wanted to change the headlines on, on, and I think that's what this was. A Volkswagen was an exciting deal. They knew they could turn the pages on the interference situation, but in doing so, Stellantis probably looked at them and said, what the, no, we want that yeah. now too. And, and so, yes, many will be watching, um, you know, moving forward because apparently there are one or two more of these, uh, deals we want to do, but at, at thir and I don't know what the price is. We, we heard 19 billion from Bloomberg and then it's so that the 13 billion dollar figure so I don't really know where it is in between there but if we're doing another couple of deals on this Aaron and, I, and we come away with 50 billion in investments for these things you know that that is a very um, big risk on, on something that is not uh, at all guaranteed to come back on a return on investment 
No, and it's a crazy amount of money we're talking about here. I mean, to give some context, it used to be a big deal when a company like Bombardier would get half a billion or a billion. I mean, that was a big deal. And Bombardier, which has long been the sort of poster child for this stuff in Canada, they sucked out about four or five billion over 50 years. So, you know, we're talking about could be upwards of 26 billion here for two plants in Ontario. I mean, it's just an eye-watering sum of money. I mean, this is this is tax money. This is taxpayer money. This is not investment Mm. in the sense that it's a private business coming here. This is money that's not going to go towards hospitals or schools or roads or any number of other things that we pay tax dollars for. So this is a subtraction from the economy. And it it really just, um, I know people argue there's spinoff effects and stuff, but I love to ask these people, where's the limit? What's the line? I mean, if they're basically saying there is no limit to how much we should pay for these companies, I just don't think that makes any economic sense at all. Well, no, because if each job and we're paying basically $4 million per employee, I don't understand how that's uh, doing good business. It it is all artificial and therefore you're manipulating the markets moving forward and we're never going to be able to get anyone to invest here ever again without paying them a big check up front. Yeah, and you know, the other issue here that uh, often goes unmentioned is the transparency issue, right? I mean, even if you accept, and I don't, that government should be paying businesses to do business here, uh, surely we should be able to know as taxpayers what our money's being goes towards. But governments constantly hide behind this commercial sensitivity. We can't release the details. And that's how they ran into this trouble with Stellantis. They made a deal Mm -hmm. last year with Stellantis. Um, They apparently had a deal sealed, Alex. I mean, I went and checked Stellantis's press release. They said they had a binding deal in March of 2022. Um, but we, we, we didn't see the contract. We don't know what the terms are. And so that's why it was so curious to me. They come back now and ask for more and stop building their factory. Was there a clause in the deal that lets them back out if there's a competitor gets a better deal? We don't know because we never saw this. So there's a transparency problem here on top of all the waste of money. And I just mm. I think the public should not stand for not being able to know where their money is going. Yeah, transparency and accountability are no longer a thing, which I think, uh, you know, if you're okay with not setting the bar on this stuff, then you better worry when it's a government that uh, you don't like, because then you can't take them and hold them to account. But I mean, we don't know. I mean, they'll say, look, we have to invest in this will make them stay. I don't know if they got that guarantee. I figure once the money's run out, maybe they'll say, we don't, this market's not good for us. We'll go somewhere else. And and what's the return on investment? We never get any kind of guarantee that here's what's going to come out if we do this. They can throw all the numbers they want, uh, Aaron, but the bottom line is um, it's what they're spinning. Yeah, and look, the whole argument is based on a faulty assumption, which is it's absolutely essential we be in the business of building electrical vehicle batteries. Like, if you if you buy that assumption, then you'll pay any price. And I'm simply saying that's not true. There are many, many other sectors and industries that Canada can compete in, that we have a natural advantage in, where we don't need corporate welfare to do well in. But politicians and policymakers, they've got stars in their eyes over electric vehicle batteries and say, we must be building these things because they're fancy and new and green. And I'm saying that is a... That is a terrible way to direct all this public money on a a completely faulty assumption. People say, well, what do we do if we don't build cars here? Australia decided to stop building cars. And guess what, Alex? They still have a very robust economy. There's lots of blue-collar work. They just don't build cars there anymore. And I I think we need to wrap our heads around the idea that maybe there's a price that's too high to pay for the sake of building things like electric vehicle batteries. Well, especially as we are getting our, our, our kind of mind around artificial intelligence, and if it's moving at the speed it, sure. it is, you know, these companies in two years could turn around and say, we don't need you anymore. We're just going to have this uh, artificial intelligence guy and build these cards for free, and, and you won't be needed. I mean, we're, we're assuming in all these massive amounts of money, Aaron, we're pouring out are not really factoring in that in 20 years, 
We may not have cars at all. We could have hovercrafts. I don't know. We could have artificial intelligence flying us all over. I don't know, but it's just a lot of money to spend uh, for no guarantee of, of or longevity. Absolutely. And I think, you know, governments are making a massive gamble here with other people's money. That rarely turns out well. And I can tell you the historical track record is very bad. And you've got folks on both ends of the spectrum here. You've got progressives that are so enamored with the green aspect that they don't seem to care about the waste of money. And you've got conservatives that I think are understandably concerned about communities that could use these jobs like St. Thomas and Windsor. But it's an illusion. They think they're rebuilding this sort of idyllic era of, you know, the 50s and 60s. From the 70s. Right. But it's an illusion. This is not going to last in, in a decade and say, what a mass made. Yeah, and, and just before I let you go, Aaron, the other thing is, what does Pierre Pauly ever do? I mean, you know, if he's worth his weight, he could say, no, this is not how we do things. But he, he can't crap on this because ultimately he's going to an election and, and votes count. And this has 905 written all over it with the Brampton plant that will benefit. And certainly in those uh, vote-rich targets of Windsor-Sarnia uh, area. So... There's a lot of politics in this, and I'm not sure 100%. the um, ultimately the taxpayers are, or Canadians are being represented because there is just so much politics to these deals. The whole reason that corporate welfare has a long history, Alex, is politically it's very valuable. A lot of votes to be had in it, but I'm just telling you, yeah. economically it's a disaster. And the sooner Canadians start punishing politicians for it, the better off we'll all be. Mm-hmm. No question about it. All right, Aaron, stay tuned. I'm sure the price could go up by the time we talk next. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is uh, Aaron Woodrick. The other thing is we haven't built any of the infrastructure across this country. We're years behind on that, and you can't have electric cars if you can't plug them in. You just can't. And we have a very big country, and we have nowhere near what we need. We don't have anything, and we also need a new power grid. I don't know how much this is going to cost. It's not a small amount. We're talking upwards of $30, $40 billion, and I think I might be low-boiling it. Again... Make all these announcements, but uh, we don't have our I's dotted and T's crossed, I think, or a plan of how this is going to roll out.